0: Christine
1: Flowers, who's fabulous and beautiful and ageless, I could go on and on. I really do adore you. I do.
2: I adore you. I love you. I love you. No, I truly do. And do you know this is a double header because I actually was interviewed by your fabulous husband last night yes. when he was sitting in for Jesse Kelly. So this is fantastic. I'm doing it. I'm double teaming over here. I love it. And. The last time I spoke to you, I was in beautiful Puerto Rico. Right now, I am standing on City Line Avenue after having just taped the show, so I'm trying to keep the noise quotient down for you in the background. Hopefully, you guys can hear me. Yes. So, yes. Let us do our NPR discussion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. You know, I listen to them, and I wonder if, if they're they're all just on that, that what is that, that, that pill that you take that helps you go to sleep, the Z thing, z Quill or something? Okay. There's, so Melatonin, zen. Yes, they're so zen. Melatonin, thank you. Anyway, or maybe yes, they're, or maybe they're along.
1: like Hoda used to be with drinking the wine, the white wine, you know. <laughs> so maybe they're having a little <laughs> wine.
2: <That's laughs> right. You know, my favorite is the SNL. Do you remember the SNL guests that the two Anna Gasteyer and I forget um, as Nina, Nora, Nora, somebody. They used to do it, and they were fabulous. They so were. Fun. They did that one with the sweaty. I can't say. I don't think I could say it on air. But remember the Alec Baldwin one. Yes. So anyway, let let us get let us get to the movie. Um, first of all, it it is a brilliant movie. Uh, it is three hours long. You don't notice that it's three hours long. I, I promise you that. I am a woman who makes frequent bathroom pit stops during events. I didn't go once. Um, I was literally glued to my seat. Cillian Murphy, who plays Oppenheimer, um, he he will get the Oscar, the Best Actor Oscar. I don't think anyone else really should be even trying to compete next year because this is just, he raises, as I said in my piece, he raises Oppenheimer from the dead like a celluloid Lazarus. He is, he really inhabits the role in the same way that Sissy Spacek became Loretta Lynn. Um, So it's, the thing that really struck me about the movie is how patriotic it was. And I say that for a reason. When we have been talking about nuclear power, and we've been talking about the bombs, and we talk about Hiroshima and Nagasaki, lately, in the last decade or so, maybe the last 20 years, it's been... Um, you are required, there's the asterisk there to say, well, it was horrific what was done and it was a human rights violation, even though it did end the war. But you, you always have to have some kind of, um, I don't know, punitive tone when you're speaking about the actions of the United States mm-hmm. and the decision that Truman took and the Manhattan Project. And that was never the case when I was growing up. When I was growing up, the, the, it was obviously very regrettable that innocent lives were lost. But the main focus of the Enola Gay and the whole Manhattan Project was to end the war and save Western civilizations. Because unlike the Germans, who um, had already been vanquished by the, by the time that we were going to drop the bomb, the Japanese were a different sort of... Of warrior, They were the kamikazes, the kamikaze pilots who did not care if they died. They were going to take out their enemy, and if they went along with the enemy, so be it. Um, so they were not going to surrender, and it was absolutely necessary to drop this bomb. The movie makes that very clear. While at the same time, it does show that there were qualms that Oppenheimer and some of the other uh, physicists had after the bomb was dropped, about continuing with the arms um, industry and in doing uh, research into nuclear weapons and what have you. And that's great, because that happened, and there were qualms. And Oppenheimer was a very nuanced human being. And, you know, it also shows, I think, in much the same way that another great movie, The Imitation Game, which I'm sure you've seen about the... Um, I think it was the, the the men and women who broke um, the Nazi code mm-hmm. who yes. were able to Such actually, in, in their right right, I mean, the enigma, they broke enigma. And at the end, some of them, including Alan Turing, who was the lead um, mathematician, let's say, computer science, was treated very poorly by his country. And that happened in a way to Oppenheimer because he was his youthful dalliance with leftist groups. Although he was never a communist, he did have many communist friends. That put him in the crosshairs of a lot of politicians during the McCarthy era. And so I think the film is very honest, very fair. But in the end, you come out of it. I was crying, Dawn. And I posted on Facebook. I was like, What a doofus I am. I'm here. It's a movie about physicists, Mm -hmm. and I'm crying because it moved me so much. And the names that you see, the characters that you see brought to life, Albert Einstein. And
1: um, I didn't realize that they were colleagues at Princeton. They actually did know each other. That's
2: true. They did. Their lives intersected. And, I mean, you you talk about Niels Bohr. They had... um, My gosh, they had, you know, being a a good Italian girl, I got all (laughs) choked up when they showed Enrico Fermi. I mean, the people that were part of this project, the greatest minds then in in existence, you can't say that what they created was anything but miraculous and anything but the salvation of Western civilization. And uh, so I really urge everyone out there to go see this film. Don't go see Barbie. I mean, you know what? You want to see Barbie? Go see Barbie. Whatever. You know, that, that's your thing. Go see Barbie. But <laughs> if you really want to, if you really, really want to see something that is absolutely astonishing and profound, go see Oppenheimer because it is unbelievable. And um, I just, I can't say it over and over again. I can't say it more clearly. Go see Oppenheimer.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to see it, and we haven't gone to see it yet. I did see, as we talked about uh, last time, "Sound of Freedom," which is still, you know, still in theaters and still a huge hit. When you think about that time in in history, and it goes through, you know, talking about JFK and you know Louis Strauss's failed cabinet nomination, and I mean, it takes us through history. So I think if you're a, for people who like history, it sounds like, and you are, I know. Um, I, I think that that will bring forth, you know, the the, the history lovers, if you will, and attract them. But when you think about that era and compare that, contrast that to to the now. And as an immigration attorney, and looking at the Mayorkas hearing that happened yesterday, for example, did you see? Were you able to see any of that? And just your take on? I mean, locally, South Jersey, Jeff Van Drew, and I played the sound earlier asking Mayorkas if he would resign and then saying ultimately you know we want to impeach you and calling for impeachment um, with what's happening and so yesterday just to let you know yesterday Christine um, we interviewed an attorney who's a Texas based attorney very well respected Mm -hmm. but but with somebody who and I made it a very straight interview uh, but she's somebody who is very much I mean clearly from what she was saying she's a a, a, a more liberal person and a Democrat clearly hates Trump, hates Governor Abbott. But I think it's important to hear those perspectives. Be, and part of the reason is that, that, that because she's a volunteer as well as an attorney, and she's there in Texas, and the people she works with, that's that's who is basically greeting all of these asylum seekers, rather than somebody like you, Christine Flowers. You know what I mean? And so I thought it was important that people hear hear this lady and how she speaks and all of that but when when you look from your perspective as and you've worked as an immigration attorney you have much more experience than the woman i interviewed yesterday but what what was your takeaway christine from list you know from listening to if you saw any of the highlights from that hearing with Majorcas?
2: You know, first of all, and I, I do apologize if there's any um, ambient sound. I'm, I'm on a bus going back into the city. I, um, I did see part of the hearing. I didn't hear your interview. If it's a podcast, I would love to listen to the interview with this Texas attorney. Although I, I will tell you, I can almost predict what she said um, word for word. Because I work with people like that. Um Uh, There are individuals who, it is very rare that you will not find an immigration attorney, at least on the East Coast, that did not hate Donald Trump, that did not think Donald Trump was a racist, that didn't think that the Muslim ban, which was not a Muslim ban, a travel ban. Um, I had some Christian clients who were also unable to come into the United States. So using the term Muslim ban was rhetoric and it was just sort of Fire people up, yeah. so you won't you will not find very many um, conservative or even moderate, fair-minded immigration attorneys when it comes to politics. Yeah. And I did see part of the um, hearings with uh, Myorkis. My own opinions of Myorkis are, are, are well known. Uh, I posted it on social media. Um, I sued him uh, because on behalf of some clients yeah. because of actions of the U.S. government, but that's just in the normal course of my practice. I don't think he's doing a good job. I think, first of all, the uh, framing, for example, of what Governor Abbott is doing in the Rio Grande with those border, with just the floating um, barriers, to try and call that something that's racist mm-hmm. or persecution is ridiculous. Um, If you know what's happening at that border, I'm sure that the attorney does and I do as well and get different views on it. It is not in anyone's benefit to allow people to cross the Rio Grande into the United States. It is not in anyone's best interest, much less the immigrants to encourage them to cross the desert, to cross Mexico, to wade through very dangerous waters, bringing their children and coming to the United States. So, first of all, you know, let's let's just get that out of the way. What Abbott is doing is not a human rights violation. Um, I also think that Mayorkas is simply the fall man for this administration. He's he's not he's someone that we had high hopes for because you know his family were immigrants. I believe he's Cuban. And um, being Cuban, you would think, because Cubans have a very different mindset than um, many of the other Latinos who come to the United States because of their history and because of what happened to them. And I think he has to understand that, on the one hand, um, helping refugees come into the United States is extremely important, but encouraging them to... Go through a very difficult, dangerous process, being accompanied by coyotes who are charging them thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. It's not the right thing to do, and to use the rhetoric that this administration is using to try and point the finger at Republicans as if we hate immigrants, you know, conservatives are just human rights abusers. It it infuriates me. Dawn. Every day, I hear this stuff. Yes. And I have to. I have to bite my tongue. But you know because in in professional circles I don't want to inject my politics. Yeah. I can do that in my writing and I can do that thank God with you. But so yes, um I don't know if there are grounds for him to be impeached though. So I I have to it's and
1: tough. I have
2: to examine that a little more closely, but I do think he's really derelict in in much of his duties to both American citizens and people who want to come to the United States.
1: Well, Christine Flowers. Until next time, and I have to see. I have to see the Oppenheimer movie. But until next time, thank you so much for taking the time out. I know you're. You, so, did you shoot the six ABC show for Sunday? Is that
2: what you were doing? I know you do a lot of TV stuff. I too. did. We just we just did Inside Story, and I have to make you laugh really quickly. Um, they're having this sort of Hall of Fame event today for um, sort of the Hall of Famers. It was uh, Jim o- uh, Jim Gardner and. Um, Dave Roberts were there and I went up to Dave Roberts and I meant to compliment him and I went up to him and I said I was I'd like I melted into a puddle I said oh Mr. Roberts I've been watching you since I was a little girl and I'm 61 <laughs> <laughs> I realized perhaps that wasn't the thing to say yeah. but anyway He's like, he was oh, very great. gracious and he smiled <laughs> he smiled he smiled
1: <laughs> he probably gets that all the time Christine Flowers Bye. until next time thank you so much for taking the time out safe travels home